Yeah, for me, it's been kind of a mixture of both because, I mean, on the one hand, that's kind of kind of the stuff that we do with the athletic is not just always breaking news. We don't do game stories, so it's kind of a little bit more in my wheelhouse to have featurey kind of stuff and to have the time like this to to put them together is nice. Um, but the thing that I I, I kind of hate about it is that yeah, I'm talking, you know, you're able to talk to all these people, but I like to. Yeah, I'd much rather do it in person. I like to see, a, you know, I like to get a vibe from a person while we're talking. Just you can tell things sometimes, you know, by the way a person is sitting or what he's doing with his hands or if he's animated or not. You know, things that don't come through on the phone or through a Zoom or through text and email. Um, so that that personal element that even if it's just an, an, an interview. Uh, pick up so much more than just words and and it's been difficult to try to find ways to inject that into stories without actually experiencing it in real life you know what i mean yeah no absolutely uh rob beer temple is with us uh from the athletic pirates beat writer and every once in a while even though you like to do featurey stuff you'll break a story like you did yesterday spring training 2.0 apparently is (laughs) going to be at pnc park yeah and i think you know the the MLB is, from what we can, you know, the way it stands now, MLB is giving teams the choice of, you know, do you, what, what do you feel more comfortable with, which will be easier for you using your spring training setup and then schlepping everybody or just doing it in your in your home city, assume, you know, assuming you're able to play in, in your own ballpark for this reduced season, whatever it turns out to be. And I think it makes sense for the Pirates to do it here. Um, you're going to get people, you know, gathered here in Pittsburgh eventually anyway. So why not do it from the giddy up? Now the you know the facilities thing is going to be a challenge because PNC Park has you know that one field <laughs> and there's and then like some teams like the Phillies have a you know they have an urban youth academy that has two full size fields pretty much right across the street from Citizens Bank Park, so they're able to you know work out there as well. The Pirates are going to have to be more creative. They're going to have to find fields batting cages, mounds, all that kind of stuff around here. Maybe that'll mean staggering workouts because, you know, in addition to not having the facilities, you're not going to be able to use them the way you usually do. You know, maybe you're not going to have three or four guys on a bump, you know, throwing bullpens. Maybe now you're going to distance them. It's down to two guys. Um, So a lot of hurdles to overcome there, a lot of, you know, things that have to be planned out and mapped out and, and worked around. But uh, I, th- I think doing it here, obviously because they have the big, big facility, they have the training staff is here. They're close to AGH, which is their medical partner. There's just a lot of good things. Plus, teams, playing players and coaches that are bringing their families with them, they can get settled, you know, and they can see those people at the end of the day. And there's a lot to be said for that. The Athletics' Rob Beard Temple, our guest here on Bucko Talk this morning on 93.7 The Fan. Um, you mentioned, Rob, in your article that uh, the team's also exploring a couple of options, actually reaching out to local colleges about using the training facilities, not necessarily the field, correct? When we say training facilities, we're talking weight rooms and, and training tables and things of that nature. Do I have that right? Well, it, it, could, it could be fields as well. I mean, I think at this point the Pirates are, and, and you know, the best way to approach it is they're putting everything on the table. Mm-hmm. And saying, gotcha. you know, look, if, we, if we're going to do this, what's the, the best availability, the best combination, the most access we can get? It, it might be a field at one place, it might be a, uh, you know, weight room at someplace else. 
Uh, the, you know, from, from people I've talked with, the colleges are open to that idea. Um, they're also kind of slowly kind of ramping up, you know, their different workouts as well. I understand a lot of colleges are going to start letting players back to, to begin training in, in June, I suppose. So you might have some conflict and, and problems there. But, you know, at this point, the Pirates are going to consider everything because you just need to get guys, you know, ready to play again. And you're not going to have a ton of time, probably three weeks-ish or so, to get it done. So, um, you know, you got to look at every possible option. I know that they, you know, they do have a, you know, a minor league club in Morgantown. And they have the one in Altoona. Both of those, though, you're looking at an hour, two-hour drive. Might be a little bit too much in terms of distance just to – you know, now you really start to, you know, getting guys out there and then getting them back. And it's just you're putting more moving parts into it. So those probably aren't going to be as, as viable options as just finding facilities around here. But at this been, you know, hammered out, to, you know, and, and no agreements have been reached. I just think that at this point the pirates and places are just talking and seeing what they can do for each other. Yeah, and the more that you talk this through with me, Rob, I'm thinking, uh, God, wouldn't it just make more sense to everybody go to Bradenton, you go to Pirate City, you've got the four-field complex, you've got all the, the medical facility, the newly upgraded medical facilities and training facilities there. It just seems like it would make more sense to, to head down there, but I suppose they're probably cowtailing to the players in many respects. Yeah, I mean, the players' concerns are, are, are very important, as, as you know, MLB is finding out in, yeah. in its negotiations to get this up again. And, um, and, and two, it's, it, it's going to be, you know, somewhat of a smaller group, you know, for maybe a 30-man, or I guess we're hearing 30-man roster, 20-man taxi squad, however that will work. Um, will there be scrimmages? Will you say if the, you know, I'm not saying this will definitely happen, but say the Indians are... Or, or working, you know, or their camp is in Cleveland. Uh, now there's a possibility maybe you could scrimmage against the Indians hmm. and have a quote-unquote spring training two game either here or in, in you know, Cleveland, whatever they're calling their ballpark these days. Um, you know, the, the proximity is not bad then, but if, if it's in Florida, there's just a lot more variables there. Will other teams be down there? Right, understood. Um, yeah. So I guess at this point they're leaning – with PNC Park, I mean, this could all change if the you know the, the parameters of the the 2020 season change, or if the union decides it would rather do it a certain way, or certainly if the health officials say, hey, this is the best way to do it. But at this point, the Pirates are leaning toward doing it here, uh, keeping it in Pittsburgh, and then, uh, like I said, it's a three-week ramp up, and then off you go to some sort of season. Yeah, I want to get into that here with you in just a moment. Rob Beer Temple from The Athletic. One final thing on this whole Spring Training 2.0. Rob broke the story that uh, Spring Training 2.0 for the Pirates would be held here in Pittsburgh. Also would use some of the facilities, maybe even fields of local colleges in and around the area. Do you know those colleges, Rob? Are you in position to say who the Pirates have talked to? Uh, you would think Pitt, obviously, right there. But I I mean, I don't know if guys are going to be going to LaRoche College or you know, they're going to be using the backfield at CCAC. <laughs> or, you know, old Duquesne baseball field up off the Parkway West where, where, where Point Park plays. I mean, it could get kind of weird. So I'm curious if if you could name drop a few of those institutions. Well, at this point, I really don't want to get Understood. into that because the people I talk to, I don't sure. know that, so they would rather me not get into that. Just yeah, keep it on the down low. Okay. Yeah, all the local facilities. And I could, you know, here in my backyard, I could probably get a bump up if somebody, you know, I could put a bullpen back here. 
So if the Pirates are looking for a spot, I might be able to help them too. Well, Jared Hughes of the Cincinnati Reds might be hitting you up here sooner rather than later. He's been awfully creative if you follow him on social media. All right, Rob, so um, Tuesday seems like is going to be Judgment Day, right? Um, the, the safety protocols have been uh, thrown out by the league, and the players, of course, uh, have regurgitated those. They don't like how, uh, how invasive they are. Yet in the, in the same breath, they're saying that, you know, we want to be safe and they, they've started to play the safety card. So now the economic counterproposal is coming from the league on Tuesday. Do we have a pretty good indication on Tuesday, Rob, whether or not this thing is going to get off the ground? I have a feeling there's like the lump in the throat, the pit in the stomach where we're going to we're going to figure out one way or the other how how bad this is. Or am I being dramatic? No, I think you're right. I think we're coming up to a, a, a turning point in this whole, you know, reimagining of the season um, that the things really have to get in motion. I mean, we've had a lot of throat clearing, a lot of uh, a lot of PR and spin work done by both sides through the media and through their press releases and through statements and such. Uh, a lot of teams and a lot of players have you haven't seen any comments on the especially on the record from from officials and players lately and that is always a sign i think that the things are getting serious uh and that details are you know maybe being hammered out at this point and no one wants to say something and buck it up so uh, you know and, and two once you get toward the end of this month i mean the the date we you know that we've been hearing uh, talking with people around the around the industry was at the, at the start of June really was the point where you have to begin putting that plan in motion. You really just can't sit around hashing about it and arguing about it anymore. You got to start making things happen because if you you're going to need time to ramp things up to get get people together to get you know work out the finer details, and then you're going to need you know three weeks or so if you want to get a game played a meaningful game a season started you know by the fourth of july say we, you, know, you need to get that going by the first second week of june tops so yeah i would say tuesday-ish is really i think up time when we're going to see what the responses were to the to the proposals and i think we're going to start to see either for better or worse uh decisions made so what are you feeling in your bones, Rob? What are you uh, hearing in your Microsoft Teams chats with all of your colleagues at the Athletic, the group text messages that you're on? Is there a, a general motivation and optimism, and do you feel that this thing will work out? Or do you look at this thing, as Chuck Greenberg, my guest last week, said, that it's likely, more so from the medical perspective, a bridge too far to cross? Yeah, you know, I... Uh... And a lot of it, it, this is something whenever we do, when we chat on Slack or, or, or just call each other or things like that, it's funny well, the, the gut feel that a lot of us have, it, it has varied greatly over the course of this whole thing, over these, what has it been, 10 weeks? Yeah, where's it at now? Yeah, I, I have a feeling now that it's, I think it, the sense I have now, I guess the best way to phrase it is everybody's just kind of holding their breath to see what the reaction is on Tuesday. What drops on Tuesday? I think people are ca still cautiously optimistic. I think I am cautiously optimistic that this is going to happen. Um, when you look around and, and you see, you know, just the way that, that, that things are opening up, and you know, a little bit in society uh, and the economy and whatnot, that, that maybe this can get off the ground. There are so many unknowns about this whole thing, and I guess that's the biggest thing—not just with baseball, with 
just us in general is how much uncertainty are we willing to bear you know whether you want to call it risk or, or whatever just to get back to some semblance not 100 percent what we knew you know before march whatever 2020 but uh some semblance of that how much risk are we willing to take i guess and um every day i think people edge a little bit further out of their safety zone into that unknown and i think that's why i'm a little bit optimistic that, that baseball will do the same yeah rob beer temple the athletic with us so so final question here for you rob before we let you go if if economics really trip this thing up and the players and the owners just can't get out of their own way and in the midst of something that could be Great Depression 2.0, what does this do to the game, especially against the backdrop of the CBA expiring and another bitter negotiation around the corner? I saw Rosenthal, your colleague, on um, a vlog with Chris Myers for Fox Sports, and you're looking at potentially 18 months, and that's just with the the COVID stuff. And then you go ahead and you could walk into the eye of a tornado with a, a bitter CBA agreement. We were expecting that pre-coronavirus to be a huge dust-up. I mean, conceivably, yeah. you could be looking at like two years without the game. The game is that is that is dead. That is buried six feet under, right? If they don't figure this out, and that's what makes Tuesday so important, which is going to give us an indication they are literally right on the edge of the cliff. Whether they're going to be safe or whether they fall off, I mean that, that that's not being dramatic either, is it? No, I, I agree with you. I think that the, this is a very perilous time for the for the game in a, in a lot of ways, um, and and you know even before the the, vi- the virus became a pandemic. Uh, that, that shut down everything here. Uh, you know, going into spring training and, and certainly during the, the earlier part of spring training, I talked with a lot of people um, connected with the Players Association and with the commissioner's office about where things might be headed. And you know, if you remember, when it was made clear to me that that you know that, that the, the union's grievance against the Pirates was still very much a thing, and that it was being extended, and and more evidence was being gathered, and I could already get the sense then that. Uh, what the union wanted was a greater, was a bigger look, a bigger light on those books to get a more full idea of just what the economics of the game is. I mean, we, you know, no one really knows the full economics of baseball because the owners have their, their books and, and their, their data and the union has its data and it, the two sides get to see some of the others, but it's not a full sharing. And then a lot of that just trickles, what trickles down to us a lot of times, it's just crumbs. And, you know, it's, it's a whatever billion-dollar industry at this point. But the real scope of it, I don't know if anybody really has a full idea. And, yeah, you're right. If you go months, let alone years, without that product on the field, um, you know, people find other things to occupy their time. People, mm. you know, eventually someday we'll be able to buy a Nintendo Switch again, and people could use that. <laughs> There's just all kinds of things that, you know, will quickly take the place and baseball will always be there at some point it will come back in maybe whatever form it does but you know the interest and and therefore the longer term economics of it will be considerably different 